back for coffee time? Yes, I like your outfit. I like your outfit. You <laughs> always look stunningly beautiful all the time. Stop it. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about marriage. Yeah. We're going over 12 things that I read in an article that if you've been married for a little while, focus on these 12 things to take your relationship deeper, increase your intimacy, have more fun with each other, yes. have a better marriage than you've ever had before, yes. which is a journey we are on. And so today we finished three in our last episode. Yes. Uh, today we want to focus on see how many we can knock out yeah, uh, and that type of thing. So right. we're on number four. Number four in the article is <laughs> my favorite. Okay. Let me just preface this. If you're watching this with kids in the room, you might want to shoo them away. If you were on the podcast, you might want to speed it up. <laughs> Because uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about sex, and if your child is old enough to spell, I'm sorry. Also, <laughs> uh, out of this, is the sex fun or is it a chore? He said, what are your thoughts? We must do it again tomorrow or glad it's over for another month. If you're a couple, often in sync with no lurking resentments, sex isn't such a weighted issue. But there are moments for couples where you understand each other or you're not, I'm sorry, you're not understanding each other and the other party is feeling slighted. Um, and you know, you have moments where it's going well, but then other moments where it's not, but they're saying many times sex is a relational glue, which scripture would point to that as well. Like scripture literally tells married couples have sex. So it's like not married, don't do it married, do it. (laughs) Uh, Like it literally instructs, um, I can tell you're blushing already. (laughs) It literally... Literally tells married couples, do not defraud yourself one from the other. Why? Because it is like a relational glue. And that's also why if you're single, you should refrain from it because you're, you're gluing something relationally that does not need to be glued without covenant um, and those types of things. And so it's like a relational glue. Um, you have to feel like you can trust the other person to confide in anxieties and discuss partner inflicted hurt that is killing desire. I think that is great. It's like you have to talk about why that desire may not be there. Mm -hmm. And you you have to get everybody on the same page because sometimes there are partner inflicted hurts that are taking away the other party's desire to engage in sex. Um, And it says better sex starts outside the bedroom when you're brave enough to discuss um, why you're not having it and why there's not that mutual goodwill in it. Mm -hmm. And as you progress as a married couple, obviously, you know, you've walked through those peaks and valleys before in that area of your life. But I think this is a, um, um, a necessary topic for you and your spouse to explore mm-hmm. and to ask, is this healthy for us? Yeah. Like this is not something that it's, it's, you know, trying to compete against a world standard or a world's way, but it is our, our sex life healthy. Yeah. 
And is this something that's ministering life to us both? And if, if there is a season where it's a little bit more distance than normal uh, in that area, having those talks and to ask, <laughs> see, you're smart. <laughs> having those talks and asking, yeah. is there something there that's lessening your desire for right. this? What What's going on? Because yeah. sometimes it could be something going on Personally, sometimes right. there could be something, though, relationally that's there. Yes. Uh, but it, a healthy sex life in the context of marriage has to be something that is fought for. Yes. And it has to be something that is pursued. Yes. Because it is a relational glue, scripturally, yeah. um, that is critical for us to understand. Well, I, I thought about years ago you, you, you were sharing on relationships and isn't it just like the enemy to try to get us to have sex before marriage? Like, it, I mean, you have to fight. Huge desires, like yes. a wildfire. Yes, and you have to fight not to engage in that. But, I mean, almost as soon as you're married, do you think everything in your body changes? Or maybe can we see it as the enemy trying to pull us apart? Because God intended that for the marriage covenant, and that is to keep us close. And that is something you share only with your partner. It's something y'all have together, yes. which makes your relationship so set apart from every yes. other relationship yes. you'll share. So just see where the enemy is at work, that when you say, I do, and then you know you almost sense that that's the first thing that where space is created, where there's kind of that distance, that is the enemy at work because he knows the power that a couple shares when they're close and intimate. When they share something together, they share with no one else. And so um, just seeing that side of it. Yeah, and I think that that is a wonderful point. It's like so many things that we'll interact with as a couple, we can interact with everybody with. Right. Like I can talk about my kids with a friend. Mm -hmm. I can talk about my child sports performance there, what's going on in work, what's going on in my mind. I can I can share that with a counselor. I can share that with a pastor. What's going on in my work schedule? I can share that with my coworkers. Like a lot of the things I can share a meal with other friends, like right. a lot of the things we do as a couple, we can share with everybody else. Yeah. But in the confines of Christian healthy marriage, sex is shared between the husband and wife. We're literally when God's describing, it's like the two shall be one flesh. Yeah. Uh, you know, he didn't emphasize one mind. Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> what are you smirking at? <laughs> No, it's so ah, but but literally that's the like the one yes. thing God said the two will be one, one flesh. flesh. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Uh, this if you if you haven't caught on, maybe if you're listening to this by podcast, this, so and you can't see the room right now. The you know my wife. She, this is her least favorite subject. Like, before we got married, I'm like, that's the one thing off the table I will never adhere. Here we are. But no, it's a good thing. It yeah. needs to be discussed. Yeah. So, but in just, and I'll, I'll move off of this point. But once again, 
It's the one uh, thing that God emphasized. And the Bible, even the New Testament, is short on marriage advice, but it's one of the things that it emphasizes because it's something that the two of you will share that you don't share with anybody else. That you are engaging in something that's one of the highest forms of intimacy, Mm -hmm. spirit, soul, and body, um, and it's reserved for each other. And it's a way... (laughs) What are you laughing at? It's a way for us to connect yes. um, in in every way. Uh, and so, yes. have sex. <laughs> what did you learn from yeah. Scabby Tab? Yes. Have sex. Uh, if With you're married. Spouse. If you're married. <laughs> Only if you're yes. married. Yes. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Do you still hold hands? And this this point in the article was more than just do you still hold hands. It's it's bringing out something that I thought was really really good and something I've been trying to practice even with my children, um, like and even my sons. They said it's important to show someone that you care uh, for them by your touch. Um, it may be putting your arm around them, it may be putting your hand on theirs, it may be lying next to them on the bed. There are are many ways of showing that you want to be with your partner. I thought this was good, and this is something that, once once again, I'm trying to emphasize with um, even my children. And if you hug for more than 20 seconds, you release the feel-good hormone uh, oxytocin. Um, It's a virtuous cycle making you feel bonded. If your partner is naturally tactile and you aren't, um, perhaps your family didn't hug, that lack of touch can make them feel lonely. And I thought that was a great point of like, um, like you said, you mentioned in the last um, episode, coming home from work and me just kind of putting my arms around you and holding it there for a minute. I genuinely thought like with that in mind of like, I want to let her know I'm home, I'm here, I'm connected uh, with her. Um, and that type of thing. And so even if you have like an embrace that lasts more than just like the, the church side hug, you know, here's three seconds. The appropriate church <laughs> yeah, side Yes. Hug. And do not do this with people that you're not <laughs> close to. But you, you Especially ha- first time visitors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or we'll kick you out of the church. No, I'm <laughs> Itsy. Yes. Uh, so, but like genuinely in the context of marriage... Of like coming and embracing. Yes. Um, coming yeah. and like leaving a hand on someone else's hand. Yes. And leaving it there. I, I've shared it before, but it's the truth. One of my greatest memories from childhood yeah. is being in the back seat of the car and my father's hand being on the, the gear shift and my mom's hand just coming on his hand. Yeah. I had another moment like that. Uh, I was preaching at a church. I was sitting in the back. Uh, just trying to engage in service. And I saw this couple in front of me. They had a child who was struggling. And I knew they had a child who was struggling. And during worship, I saw him just put his arm around his wife with the other hand in the air. And she lifted her hand in the air. And it was such a sign of power to me. Like just power and unity and two people coming together. And I think we need as much of that as possible. Um, And as as much of that physical interaction that lingers, that it's not just like a quick quick (laughs) kiss or hug or, you know, graze. 
um, that kind of thing. But it is a, a moment where we're taking the time to connect with each other. Yes. Well, the mental image I got when you're talking about the 20 seconds creates. Yeah. It releases Something hormones. Cool. <laughs> um, I thought about, we see the, and you'll cry every time you see it, but on TV we see when a soldier is coming oh. home and his family oh. meets him in the airport and they run and and what do they do? They yeah. hug and they Embrace. hold. Yes. And it's reestablishing like we're here, we're together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they will have, whether it be a child or whether it be a spouse, you just see that embrace and even though i'm not a part of the hug even though i'm watching it through a screen i can see the connection how much more to feel that in person yes like me doing dishes and just feeling the warmth and the love of you just my goodness or the holding hand i mean to me, it's so much because it really is, one, they're aware I'm here, and two, they love me enough mm-hmm. to just be there, to make that physical connection. Mm-hmm. Even like they, they, they're trying to train fathers now, like with babies, to one, be home more when the child is just born, yeah. and then two, to hold the child more, yeah. even skin to skin, and like to it hold- has health benefits. Yes, health benefits yeah. towards the child, but it releases a bonding. <laughs> Uh, towards yeah. uh, them and you. I can see husbands being like, we need to have skin, skin to skin <laughs> Back to point number four. What point. we need here is some skin to skin time. This is skin to skin as well. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, so, but out of, there's power in it. Like yeah. literally medical Absolutely. science is tapping into that there is power in points of connection that way. Yes. But it, it's got to be you intentionally fighting for connection. Mm-hmm. And that is fighting physically for that connection through the holding of hands, through a hug that lasts yeah. a moment, through, you know, those types of things. And I think that's a, a very powerful thing. And the more that we've been married, the longer we've been married, the more we need to make sure we're doing those yeah. things on purpose. You know, even um, when you and I have had a disagreement or something, the way we seal that reconnection, we always hold each other. Mm-hmm. That if, I mean, I, I know y'all don't think it, but sometimes we don't see eye to eye on things. It's always my fault. It It's weird. <laughs> always. Or at least that's what so she tells bizarre. me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. You've sided with the kids. Let's all get out. <laughs> no. But, but it really is, it is that physical connection yes. of reconnecting. I'm here. Yeah. yeah so I'm it's powerful. It's true. powerful. It's true. It's true. Uh, number six, can you remember when you last learned a new thing about your spouse? Ever met a person who didn't ask you a single question? Their sole interest was themselves. Mm-hmm. We recognize this as a, as a dislikable yeah. trait of the self-absorbed, but somehow in a long relationship, it's a habit that can creep up on us. We forget to be curious about our partner. Mm-hmm. Um, we assume we know all about them, what they'll say, what they think. Um, so we don't bother asking. It's easy to save our best interested self for work. And take no care over interaction with our partner. And then we wonder why the spark has been lost. Yeah. 
Now, this is something um, I feel like we've big time majored on since our dating life is especially since it was long distance, um, we were so good about asking questions. Mm -hmm. And 18 years later, we still sit at a table and ask each other questions, mm -hmm. little things. Uh, my good, like, what was your favorite restaurant you ate at all last year? Yeah. And it gets you like kind of talking and ultimately it leads to a memory you shared to get like, oh, my favorite meal was when we went out for Valentine's Day and we had that fish. And mm -hmm. it gets you talking about not just that, but the memory that was attached with it. And But even finding out new stuff about you, like what is, what is the one place you dream of going, you know, one day? Bora Bora. Bora. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is his dream. I'm like, but do they have air conditioning? That's a big factor. We will find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fanning myself. But um, no, I think that is a big, a big part of. Yeah. Well, and I think even like uh, you need as much of that casual interaction as possible where you're discovering likes and dislikes yeah. and that kind of thing. But even like on a deeper level of like, what do you need in this season? Yeah. And like even last year, I discovered like through a deep conversation we had, and it wasn't a bad conversation, it was a deep yeah. conversation, that you had some needs. And I yeah. could tell there were some things that you needed. And I just really decided like, okay, let's talk about this. And yeah. like enough of like, I'm fine. Like, let's really, what do you yeah. need from me in this season? And you communicated that like you really felt like basically your love language was changing, mm -hmm. um, that you weren't as much quality time right now, um, which that was your her original love language. Oh, yeah. But it had morphed over into needing more words of affirmation. Yeah. And that was so helpful for me to kind That's of true. to see like, oh, she needs more affirmation from me. Because like the, the article is kind of saying is we think like, oh, they that's them. That's her. She's yeah. always this way. I know them. Like, I maintain them there. Sometimes yeah. we, we change and sometimes we go through life where something happens and we need more whatever. But yeah. like through that conversation, I saw a deeper need. Yeah. And then I can go about meeting that need. But it comes through mining that. What do you need? What do you want? Not just yeah. what do you want for Christmas, but what do you want for me as a husband? Yeah. Here's what I want for you as a spouse. Yeah. And here's what I need from you as a spouse. Because yeah. uh, that's where that conversation went. It's like, well, what do you need for me? And it's like, well, actually, like, I need you to go with me more. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to be alone. And, you know, like for us, I travel a lot. And six months into being married, uh, we found out she was pregnant. And so we've spent a lot of time as a couple raising children and having children. We've, we've not known marriage really apart from yeah. children. And out of that, you know, your children demand a lot out of you. So when I would travel, she would go uh, stay at home nine times out of 10, that type of thing. Probably, would you say seven out of 10? Probably seven out of yeah. 10. Yeah. 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 Not nine. Come times on, times. give me some more credit. <laughs> but for like the best reason of all, like taking care of the family. But I, I told her like in this season of life, I really, I don't enjoy anyone else more than her. She makes me better. I feel like I preach better when she's with me. I know I sleep better. 
you know, all of those types of things. And like I, I said, I just enjoy spending life with you. And now that our kids are older, they don't need you as much. And I kind of need you. Maybe I'm more quality time now. Mm-hmm. And But you were able to meet a need that you didn't even know was there from yeah. a deeper conversation That's where so you're true. learning something new that you did not know before. Yeah. And it kind of paves the way for a, a yeah. greater intimacy. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I love those. I, I remember the exact conversation with me and it was, I didn't even want to share it with him because I didn't want, I didn't want it to hurt him and I didn't want to be needy. I felt needy because I needed something else from him, but he could feel that because one, we know each other and he knew what's going on, <laughs> what, what's up. And so just that one conversation, that one question, are you, what's going on? It genuinely, and I'm not, this is not any kind of hype or anything. It genuinely made our marriage greater. Yeah. Well, genuinely. I think that's a great point. And, you know, I know we're kind of over, but I think it's, it's one that definitely we need to talk about just for a minute or two. I didn't want to feel needy. I didn't want to make my spouse feel like they weren't doing enough. And how oftentimes do we not realize we are needy? Like literally, I need to eat. I need to breathe. I need to sleep. Mm -hmm. I need to focus. (laughs) You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff I need to survive, to thrive. That I have to admit that. And then there are some times of, of things that I need from a spouse or things right. that I need from, from people. But I've seen this a lot in good people and in good marriages. They don't open up about it. Yeah. And because they because don't. Because they're trying to protect and be good to their spouse. Yeah. But, yeah. And because they don't, a silent resentment. Yeah. Begins to build in a soul because they think they should figure this out. Mm-hmm. And need goes unmet for long enough. And you go without sleep for long enough, if it's a true need, you're going to feel it. Yeah. You go without food, you go without water, you go without oxygen. Like if it's a true need for long enough, you will feel it. And if you let a part of your soul not be met, uh, that need, that emotional need not be met and not open up about with it with the spouse, a resentment will come in that will create an unhealthy a state within you and will breed over into a marriage. So you need those conversations where it's like, it's okay for me to be needy. It's okay for you to be needy. In fact, I'm creating space for you to be needy by asking you, what do you need? And create that space for each other and be like, be honest, be real for me. And out of that, let me arise to the occasion. So good. And so, yeah, I like it. So good. I like it. I like it. I like it. (laughs) All right. Good job. Is that it? I think so. I think we're, we're done for this That was three one. points? That was three we points. We got it in? We did it. Yes, sir. On to next time. Ooh. We'll see you or you'll hear us next time for Coffee Time. Bye.